0: GM GM. I'm having some uh, problems with how bright it is in the UK. Can you believe it? I've uh, got a blind that arrived that I need to pull down. I think it's even got a logo on it. So I'll be able to pull that down in the future and finally get the, uh, get the old school uh, brothel curtain out of the way uh, for once. But uh, yeah, today we have, um, as some might remember, I think it was our first investment with the Ethereum strategy. In fact, I stumbled across it before the staking platform was out. And I think I saw a huge asteroid bought by uh, YGG. And then I bought tons and I uh, bought Asteroid Muk Asteroid Face uh, as as the first one. I also then went on to do um, Shiba Muk Shiba Face uh, for the Shiboshis as well. So it uh, seems to be a running, running theme here. Um, but yeah, we have uh, got... Uh, John Paul and Chris with us from Influence. Hello, Ooh. how are you? There we go. Oh, you're going to have to uh, step to the side a little bit with the. <laughs> there, we, there we go. He's in. <laughs> how uh, are you guys?
1: The two monitor problem. I always have to like figure out where I am. But yeah, good morning. Um, well, I guess it's afternoon for you. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, good morning. Sure.
1: Uh, well. I'm in I'm in uh, Seattle, so it's seven a.m. right now for me. And then Chris is on the East Coast area.
2: It's a very reasonable ten a.m. here. Fair <laughs> enough. Uh, so you got the short store then. Yeah, it's
1: all right. I I pretty much am wired to be working at seven a.m. so that you know Chris can ping me before before noon for him.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Um, for those who don't know, um, influence after the brief little intro um it'd be great to uh, yeah hear it from you guys yourselves and also a bit of background how you uh came into the space um gaming or blockchain gaming in particular
2: sure yeah so i am um, i you know i first got into the gaming space a long time ago at least as a as a player of games um most relevant influence was my time spent playing uh eve online about a decade ago and actually over a decade ago now um i was uh one of the um, founding members of Test Alliance, which was uh, was and still is, I think, the second largest alliance in EVE. Um, and I, I helped manage that alliance for um, about two and a half years um, before ultimately, I think, growing out of the time requirement uh, for EVE, which was pretty extensive. Um, but it, it's always stuck in my mind. It was, I think, a game that did a lot of really incredible things really well um, you know, they, they built this persistent universe, single shard universe where everybody played in the same uh, instance effectively, and it really encouraged a large number of people to play together to, to accomplish kind of like big strategic goals. Um, you know, Test Alliance, for example, was generally between five and 10,000 actual people. Um, and so it was, it was pretty exciting to kind of accomplish things together with that scale. Um, and so, you know, fast forward to 2016, 2017, um, I kind of, you know, happened upon the Ethereum white paper and, and the website, and it kind of blew my mind. I started realizing that like this idea I had had a long time for a game that could ultimately be owned and uh, operated by players, and the community was was starting to become mm, possibly more realistic. Uh, and so I I played with Ethereum for uh, on and off for a few years, um, learned Solidity, uh, built a few projects um, that never really saw the light of day. Um, but then in, uh, in 2021, really kind of uh, in earnest started working full time on, on influence. Um, we, we had a couple of, uh, of NFT sales, asteroids and crewmates in, um, in 2021, which Dom was part of um and you know fast forward to 2023 and we're working towards uh launching the first playable fully playable release of of influence
0: good stuff i'll let you uh jump in yourself john
1: yeah um so uh, chris chris and i actually met on reddit he had posted something about the game uh and i just thought it was really cool. Uh, I had been into, you know, blockchain since about 2016, uh, lifelong gamer, MMO player. And, you know, we just started talking and I was like, yeah, this sounds fantastic. We should definitely do it. Um, and so we started working together for a few months before we pushed anything, um, you know, public. And then at that time, we we really just kind of, you know, launched influence into the public domain. Um, but, you know, I'd been kind of looking at trying to get into this industry for quite a while, both gaming and and blockchain. So it was just kind of a perfect uh, marrying of, of, you know, right place, right time, right idea. And, you know, it's been a, just a ton of fun since. Um, you know, I think I, I will say that... Uh, if you like easy jobs that are, are you know, uh, plentiful and lots of gamers and everything, Web3 Gaming still isn't isn't that We've got a lot of work to do. But, I mean, it's extremely rewarding, and I'm really happy to be here because I think that, like, ultimately what we're doing is creating not just a new, like, gaming industry. Like, Web3 Gaming is, you know, a term that's used pretty, um, you know, often. But I think, like, our specific type of game is like a new model of game. And, and I think that's just something that's like really, really rewarding and also very challenging to, you know, work on.
2: And real quick, just to like expand on that, I should probably mention a little bit of, about influence in the setting. I mean, influence is um, like I mentioned about you being a persistent, a single persistent universe. That's it's the same with with influence. It's a single um, star system, alien star system, not little green men alien, just not not solar system. Um, it's called Adelia, and it's made up of of these two hundred and fifty thousand asteroids. They they all vary in size, they vary in um, shape, they vary in resource composition, and they vary in their in their orbits, which are actually impactful. These all orbit in real time, um, so you have this kind of constantly changing strategic landscape, um, and all of it is on chain. So uh, the entirety of the game mechanics are settled on chain, um, and so. This is sort of our, our vision for a game that can ultimately live forever and be unstoppable. Um, if it's everything's settling on chain, it can be client agnostic. Anybody can interact with it. You can build um, external tools. You can build a third-party client. Uh, it's, it's kind of like a huge world of possibilities. Um, and I think that that's really exciting for, uh, for, for Web3, for uh, just a, a new genre of games that really couldn't exist before.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, you mentioned before about uh, sort of when, when gaming uh, sort of came about and uh, we we're quite lucky in the fact that um, sort of blockchain gaming with a, a lot of ways to go and then it got as everything always does, like for example, 2017 when uh, the whole market got ahead of itself and the sort of uh, value uh, took over the Actual like utility and proposition yet it hadn't been developed enough for like blockchain. And so uh, we had a similar thing with like gaming and the trends that tend to uh, go in crypto. So gaming, then we had metaverse, mm-hmm. and then luckily, luckily we've had one take over from gaming, which is now everyone's favorite AI. Which <laughs> uh, <laughs> so at least uh, everyone's going to get sick of AI soon, and they're going to come tough, back yeah. and they're going to they're going to not, that's going to be the sour taste. Like uh, yes. I always mention it about um, tons of like VCs who, uh, it's never their own, it's never their own fault that they did a bad investment in gaming. It's always the <laughs> sector. <a> uh, <laughs> because everyone, just whenever you have these new trends and got, Axie drove it for, for gaming, everyone FOMOs in, um, yeah. including VCs. They're as bad as retail. And uh, then it's always the, Sector fault. it's never actually their own bad decision. So,
2: luckily, we now have AI to uh, <laughs> take that mantle from us. Uh, I and- do. Think so, yeah. I think, in, in fairness, though, um, I think some of those bubbles are, are useful. Obviously, a lot of the projects will kind of disappear in the interim and never be heard of again. But it does it does funnel capital to new sectors. I think that that can be effective. And if you're patient enough and you wait through the the couple of years when that hype goes away. I think we will start to see this year um some pretty exciting projects that are coming out hopefully including our own. Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, I I always say that like you you have to go through all of the the hardships to get to the the good stuff, you know, like it's with with everything whether it's, you know, the bull market, the bear market, like there's there's good and bad both in the bull market too. Like it it's like you have these expectations you have to live up to as well during a bull market that like in a bear market, just kind of go away. But, you know, if we're, if we're looking at like the game as a game, you know, we're like, we've never re- like we didn't, Chris and I weren't like, all right, it's a bull market. Let's do this. Like, we just like, it was the time that the game was being built and that, that was kind of it. But you know, if, if we were to go back and turn the dial, I think both of us probably would have thought that like maybe the technology stack that we were building on would be a little bit further along than where it is right now. But again, like, how do you predict, that, you know, it's, 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 it's really difficult. So um, it also takes a lot of time and energy to build a proper game. And so like the scope of our game is expanded from what we originally, you know, had kind of thought in our head would be the first release um, now, the same mechanics and everything are within that first release, but, like, the quality of game, we just want to ship something better, and it's actually allowed us to align properly with kind of that that timing of the tech stack, you know. It, it takes a while to catch up, but we're getting there, and it's really, really exciting. I mean, I think it's still buried within, like, the people who follow tech, but, like, Layer 2 scaling is is like a massive thing that like people aren't going to realize how awesome it is until it's like at their door, you know, at their doorstep saying hello. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's
0: coming fast. I said this to, uh, uh, had um, Michael Wagner from Star Atlas on a few episodes back. I said that um, with any sort of tech, it's like, uh, I, I think we got onto like the uh, Avatar movie for some reason and how, it's developed for so long that by the time it gets around to like being released, like half the technology has been, you know, upgraded. Um, and that's always a problem with technology is that everything gets 10 times like better within such a small space of time that you're constantly, uh, always updates to do. I, even with like, even with them, we don't, um, we don't have a very high visual, um, game out at present but even then like I've even like websites like I think uh, we should be releasing our staking platform like the, maybe the fourth update to it and every time we're already working on the next one like right. honestly, <laughs> it's just everything it's always a constant upgrades and you always uh, always having to reinvest but I mean every how do you finish the perfect like user interface um
2: yeah I mean you never will
0: yeah, well, I guess there's there's nostalgia. Um, I mean, even like, for example, like Pokemon or like uh, RuneScape or like Zelda um, or these classics, you have the classic game modes that people go back to because they remember them, but the actual new games coming out are very, very different graphics. So there's, yeah. I guess, time and place to... Uh, to revisit, but God, can you imagine, like, what the classics will look like in 50 years? Sure.
2: Um, <laughs> Almost like really. kind of yeah.
0: realistic, especially with, like, Unreal Engine uh, and everything. <laughs> um, but how is the uh, alpha going before we uh, move on yeah. to the, question on the screen, which is uh, when token?
2: Yeah, alpha. so um, I saw the earlier question as well. And um, <clears throat> yeah, we are actually currently in the middle of uh, and have three days remaining. Um, in our third um, public test, which which is incentivized with sway, um, which is the the in-game currency for uh, for influence, and this is really um, you know it's it's the grease in the influence economy, uh, not intended as a speculative token. It's it's really the um, the unit of exchange that is present to allow for people in game to trade their resources, to trade um, ships, to trade their uh, the advanced materials that they build on the asteroids. Um, And so we're, we've been running since uh, the 25th for this third testnet phase, Um, it's been going really well. We still have availability of Sway uh, as incentive um, and there's still plenty to do. So I'd encourage anybody who wants to, to go to go check that out. Um, I'll leave it to JP to to let everybody know the best place for that. Um, Yeah, um, I'll I'll just pop in really quick and talk a little bit more about that.
1: I, I think anyone who has already tried out our, our test net understands like this is not the full game. There are playable features and it's fun to play around with, but there are still some like, you know, challenges in one, learning the game. Like that's the beauty of these things is you actually get to start learning how to play the game, even without the full feature set. But there's also a learning curve to like getting in and figuring it out if you've never used a Web3 wallet or account, whatever it might be. I think most people here in your community probably have already used, um, you know, a a Bravo source Arginx or whatever might be wallet, but we actually have a really, really cool um, feature uh, or partner cartridge who has um, essentially allowed us to enable some really, really like high tech, new uh, features within blockchain, uh, thanks to something called account abstraction. So we can use something called a session key. So when you get in, you confirm your session with cartridge and you no longer have to do that terrible UX of double confirming every single action you take on blockchain. You know, if, you, if you're if you used to it in DeFi and stuff like that, you go to Uniswap, you confirm something and then your wallet pops up again and you hit confirm again. Um, when it's a financial product, you're like, oh, it's safety, it's secure. I'm having to double confirm, like, hooray. But in a game that's terrible, like no one, like imagine playing a first person shooter and every bullet that you shot had to like, do you want to shoot that bullet? Like that, it doesn't make Mm -hmm. any sense. Um, So we've been kind of pushing forward with uh, that, that tech stack and making our games a lot more seamless and enjoyable to play. Uh, with this. So, you know, I think um, as far as the the testnet goes, it's fun. Please go ahead and try it out. You can earn some sway. um, And then, you know, you'll start to learn the features and be able to be introduced to some of this new technology that's really, really cool. Uh, If you do want to do that, I highly recommend joining our Discord. There's guides, there's videos, there's support, all that in there, um, and and you'll be able to really, you know, be able to navigate the project a lot easier if you're if you're in there. But if you don't want to join another Discord, because I know all of you guys probably are in a thousand Discords like I am, um, you you can just hop onto our our uh, you know wiki or website or our Substack, and all the information can be found there too.
0: Certainly, a very in-depth wiki, I have to say. Um, it's a I, complex, uh, game. complex game by design. Um, yeah, well, it was big when to... I uh, saw it. Literally um I can't remember when but well I can't imagine what it is now. When I first saw it in 2021, it was uh very in-depth. So I can imagine uh only imagine what it's like, uh
2: what it's well, like we, now. I will say we've been very very fortunate to um have been able to attract uh several of um former CCP games uh UX designer, a 3D developer. Um who bring that experience from Eve um, and have also kind of wanted to sort of ex- explicitly stated that they want to bring a better UX, a better UI to a complicated game like Eve Online, like Influence. Um, and so I think we've we've been really fortunate to have uh, a great UX team that has really pushed the UI, I think, to the point where it does take a very complex game and simplify it, provide uh, kind of clear direction, and clear feedback to the player as to what they can do, um, and you know what the impact of those actions will be. Um, I think that they've done a really good job of kind of boiling that down and making it both an attractive interface and a very usable one. Um, does sway? Is that
0: is sway an acronym?
2: It's a <clears throat> a, forced, a forced acronym. We we backfilled it, <laughs> oh, so really? we kind of came up with the, with the name and then and then presented it to the community. Um, and said, "Does anybody want to develop an acronym for that?" And they they jumped all over it. So I think it it ended up um, it ended up ended up being the uh, standard weighted Adelia yield. So Adelia is our um, is our our system. So it's sort of playing on the idea that it, it kind of represents a small piece of the the overall resource yield of the system. Fair enough. And you guys are on StarkNet, if I remember correctly. We are. So JP mentioned a little bit about. Uh, account abstraction—that's one of the really great things that being on Starknet has provided, kind of from day one. Um, <clears throat> you know, ArgentX is um, Argent's Starknet wallet. Um, we've got Cartridge, who we're partnering with, who is is taking advantage of that account abstraction as well. Um, and actually, those session keys uh, that JP mentioned was was actually a uh, an idea that we first had in 2021 and talked with um, some of the other Starknet games like Loot Realms. Um, Dope Wars, uh, a few others, and ended up getting with the Argent team to start building that out. And now there is support for this concept within ArgentX as well as with Cartridge. Uh, and it's a really, really cool idea. I mean, it's like this this concept that um, just like you'll log in sometimes with Google, and and they'll say an app will say, "Can we have permission to get your name?" and maybe connection to your calendar or something, and you approve that. And now that app is able to take advantage. This is a very similar concept in that we're saying, um, hey, the game client wants to be able to submit this set of transactions for you on your behalf. Um, And so we kind of communicate like, hey, these are simple game actions. It's things like building an extractor on the surface of your asteroid or transferring some raw materials between two warehouses, not things that are going to cost you a whole lot of money. It's not a huge risk there. So give us permission, we'll do them for you. And, and when I say for you, you keep custody of all your keys, but it's just the client, the game client itself. So you're, you know, within your computer that's actually submitting that transaction without asking you to sign it again. Um, we're not asking you to, to give us permission to transfer valuable NFTs or Ether or anything like that. Um, but it really does increase the, um, I think the the ease of onboarding um, and just the ease of playing the game. So I'm I'm really excited to have access to that account abstraction. Um, <clears throat> StarkNet is nearing uh, the point where they'll be coming out of alpha. So currently their, their mainnet deploy has been around since, I think, late 2021 in alpha. Um, and they're getting to the point where they're going to be rolling out of alpha pretty soon here onto their uh, Cairo 1.0, which is their version of Solidity. Um,
0: okay. Do I swear I hear them a lot with like...
2: ZK rollups,
0: are they doing a ZK roll-up? They are,
2: yeah. So, so they're actually um, Starks are a, a type of zero knowledge rollup which they invented. Um, the the group that basically their core group, the found, the co-founders as well, some of the really early employees were the creators of Starks. And you may have heard other zero knowledge proofs like SNARKs or Plonks or the other various ridiculous names for them. Um, they're the inventors of this specific type um, and have built this entire uh, architecture around it. So uh, you may you may not, if you're watching, be familiar with StarkNet, um, but you've probably heard of Immutable X, you've probably heard of DYDX, uh, potentially you've heard of SoRare. Um, those are all uh, apps that are running today on uh, Starkware technology called StarkX, which is sort of like a permissioned version of StarkNet. StarkNet is the general L2 zero-knowledge roll-up that settles on Ethereum. So we originally deployed on Ethereum, as you know, and now um, we're about to be deploying a bridge that will allow you to get to StarkNet, the uh, Ethereum L2, and play there. Obviously at much reduced uh, gas costs, which is the entire intent. Fair enough. And uh, when I mentioned
0: um, earlier, it might be a uh, "they who cannot be named" moment. Do you consider like other space MMOs, like Star Atlas, to be in competition? I know that uh, obviously you know crypto gaming is is huge, but is that a uh, is there an element
2: of um... Chris? You want me to take this one? I mean, I'm, I'm happy to. <laughs> I, I think um I think there's a, a maybe a bit of light competition in the space but to be honest with you i think that while it's large it still pales in comparison to gaming as a whole where there are you know three billion plus gamers in the world and i um i feel like we're, we're still very much at the point where supporting each other is is far more valuable than than competing um mm. so I, I feel generally just a, a lot of strong camaraderie with with everybody in the space everybody on what three gaming um, yes, we're we're on a very wide spectrum of how on-chain we are, what Web3 actually means, um, but I think we're all trying to do things that are, are pushing the boundary in gaming and, and trying to take advantage of the, all the really cool things that blockchain bring us. So the more people who hear about that, the better. Um, I don't think we're at all at the point where we've saturated the market. We need to start competing for players. Fair enough. Um, I'm not sure if
0: this is... Something that you can answer or not, Um, I think you're the uh, coder, Chris. Do you know the answer to this? Because I uh, certainly
2: don't. The answer the difference between Starks and Snarks. Um, That's a uh, a very in-depth answer uh, that I will try and grab a link for and share on YouTube in the comments. Um, I think it will do much more justice to that comparison than I will uh, just ad hoc here. Um, there are a few, at least for us, there are a few trade-offs that are maybe a little bit more um, digestible. Uh, Starks typically will require uh, and want to have more transactions per proof, um, but ultimately they scale better from a um, from a cost and speed point of view. Uh, you can put more transactions in a single proof um, and end up getting a higher per proof uh, or sorry per transaction speed um but in general you know they're trying to accomplish similar things um maybe one thing that that could be of interest is the way that the cryptography is initially determined um in the case of starks it's it doesn't require uh, a permissioned setup whereas snarks do although i know there has been research from the zk sync team on how to remove that permissions so anyways I'll send over a link that gives a lot more details on this if you're interested in digging into the the technicals more.
0: Fair enough. See if someone asked me that question of what's the difference between Starks and snarks, I wouldn't know if there was like some sort of joke I wasn't getting. Like, <laughs> what the punchline well, was?
2: Um, one has a one has a T and one is an N.
0: Well, that is uh, also <laughs> true. Um, here we are. We got another question from from Harvey. Uh, will there be guild mechanics? If so, how would that work? Like any uh, yeah. Uh,
1: I'm happy to hop in here, Chris, and I'll take this. So um, at our first release of the game, um, you know, this is called our exploitation release. This is kind of the main container that will have the full economy. You can build things on asteroids. You can travel in a ship. You can build marketplaces, trade, um, and have fun. Now, that will have chat on these asteroids, so you can chat with people. But as for, like, if you think about World of Warcraft and you just create an alliance in a game... Um, that's a really powerful tool, and we agree that this should be there. Um, the, I think, uh, bigger question here is because we are a fully on-chain game and there's going to be a lot of interoperability in the future between games uh, within the Web3 space, that a tool for alliances should exist kind of above gaming so that it can feed into many games. So you could have a V Empire um, you know, alliance, But you're playing five different games and the permissions in that are very unique in that you probably want to give permission to some players with certain assets and others not. Um, So, yes, alliances are important and we're working with um, a few people that are kind of working on the idea, but the main one is called Guildly. Um, I, you know, we're we're talking to them pretty regularly to figure out how to properly integrate that whenever they are ready. Um, and so Guildly will essentially be that alliance creator. Um, you can create a guild just like you were in, you know, World of Warcraft, except for there's going to be very granular permissions that you can set uh, across many games that you play with people. So um, I guess long answer short is. Influence isn't directly supporting it at launch, but we will have partners um, and, and people that we've been talking to that are working on that solution that you can utilize
0: with with Influence. And are you guys planning on integrating um, Oculus or any sort of VR or is that something at a later stage potentially? I mean, I'd I'd love to stare at my asteroids and
1: everything with VR, but I'll let, I'll let Chris talk more about the technicals on that.
2: It's on the list, but we're not working on it yet. Fair enough.
0: Um, and uh, there's another question on uh, on ZK for you here. Do you think zero knowledge is a natural progression for blockchain tech,
2: in your opinions? Will chains that don't adopt it become obsolete? Uh, I think yes to both. Um, I think it, it is pretty explicitly part of Ethereum's core roadmap. Um, you know, the foundation and the, the core devs have have generally agreed on um ultimately a zk uh EVM will come to ethereum one day down the line uh and i think that it, it just it brings so many uh incredible advantages um you even see like with optimisms bedrock upgrade um you know building a composable uh stack for l2s they're clearly thinking about you know as as zk rollups mature, how can we basically pull a piece of of zk into optimism? Um, so yeah, I think ultimately zk rollups will will replace optimistic rollups um, in some cases. It's clear how that happens because they're deployed as a zk rollup in some cases with optimism and Arbitrum. I think that we will see them sort of evolve into it. Um, we also see like Polygon playing around with a lot of a lot of different types of um, Zero knowledge rollups and zero knowledge chains, uh, some being um, privacy focused, some being more more typical uh, ZK rollup focused. So, yeah, I do think that that's where this base is moving in general. Um, you can kind of see a future where you get the benefit of using ZK proofs, which gives you this kind of um, somewhat unexpected benefit where the more transactions you have, the cheaper they are, which kind of turns. Um, turns the current model on its head and is obviously a huge advantage uh, and taking advantage of zero-knowledge proofs to actually bring real privacy to uh, to blockchain transactions. So I think that those are are both huge fixes for, for some of the drawbacks that are today uh, pretty inherent in blockchain technology. Um,
1: one thing I just want to follow up, because I think we can get lost in the tech all day, but how that can apply to the game pretty easily is that with zk um you know knowledge is is that if let's say you're shooting when we release conflict eventually and you're battling other ships or you're you know firing off um, rounds to destroy some surface uh buildings on an asteroid um right now without zk you'd basically uh, be able to front run transactions you could see what people are doing on chain and then you could just crank up your gas to get in front of them and and be able to kind of counter actions before they actually happen um which kind of breaks a lot of you know games and so it's it's almost required that we use this technology so that you can have some privacy when you're competing against each other um in in terms of like conflict type games so it's actually really fun when you think about it like it it just increases the like ability for you to just play a game um but it also is fully on chain still. So uh, something we haven't really talked about is what we like to call and what our company is called, Unstoppable Games. So like this this game will be fully on chain and therefore kind of live on forever. You know this this game, uh, God forbid, but like if the whole team was in a plane and we all went down in a fiery you know blaze of glory, whatever you want to call it, like uh, as long as all the contracts were on chain, uh, the community could pick up. The game and and continue to play it whereas this is not the same case as if you're playing traditional games and it's all being run in like an aws server and you're not paying your aws you know bill and all the ip rights are wrapped up into that then the game just goes down forever i mean there's a lot of games that i used to play that you literally just can't play anymore and so that was kind of the intent behind unstoppable games building influences that like you can uh, we can eventually decentralize this game enough where people can run nodes of it. And then it becomes kind of like a peer-to-peer network similar to they, I don't want to say the pirate Bay because that has a negative connotation, but like they they've been successful in keeping their site up peer-to-peer for 20 years now or whatever, whatever it is. Um, it, it's similar to that in that we can just um, eventually have a game that the community both plays, owns and operates and, and, you know, I think that's a really unique and very interesting model to build a game on top of. Yeah, I didn't think
0: about um, that side of it, as in uh, it's one of those where it's, it'd be a lovely problem to have where you've, uh, you know, blockchain gaming gets to the point where uh, it is getting to such a competitive angle that people are, you know, the same way that they're using like front-run bots on, uh, you know, buying tokens or on certain wallets that, You know, they're utilising that in gaming as well. I'm not sure if it's been demonstrated yet uh, on Shane, anything like that. But I presume it hasn't really got to that level. But, yeah, one of those uh, good problems to have. But conscious to not – to make sure that we're uh, getting back onto influence and not taking advantage of your uh, ZK knowledge. Um, What are some of the long and short-term goals? And is there anything coming up recently that's – Particularly worth noting, or, or particularly exciting, um, or whether you're yeah. excited for holders and the community.
2: So I think um, you know, large scale, we're we're looking at three major releases. The first one is called Exploitation, and it's it's coming this year, um, and that focuses primarily on um, extracting resources from the asteroids, moving on to your asteroids. Uh, building up through the production chain, building the buildings you need, the refineries, factories, shipyards that you need to actually produce uh, ships, food, building materials, um, and then kind of just expanding those those networks um, until the end products are are readily producible, until you're able to produce ships for to sell on the market, until you're able to produce building materials so that anybody else can get started. Um, that's really like the primary focus of our first release the second release is called Discovery. Um, the goal here is kind of to get, as the belt fills up, starting to add in the uh, the technology component, the skills component, um, the invention component, so that we can kind of expand the, the, the set of content. You can get more advanced extractors. You can get larger warehouses, um, more advanced ships with more space that can move faster through the belt. Um, And really the idea there is we start to sort of scale vertically in the belt. So now, you know, a single lot on an asteroid can become more productive. Um, and then as that, as the belt is getting tighter and tighter and there's less and less space it's becoming more and more limited, obviously that should lead ultimately to conflict, which is the name of our third release, um, which will then allow you to start to fight over control of the, of the asteroids and the lots on the asteroids. Um, so that's kind of the, the, the large longer term arc, um, right now, uh, as we mentioned earlier, we're in the middle of our third of four, uh, public tests. So we will have one more public test coming. Um, this public test was focused primarily on, um, scanning your asteroid for resources, sampling it to figure out where the best deposits are, extracting them, um, storing the goods in a warehouse, uh. The next release is going to add basically all of the remaining functionality for exploitation. So it's going to have the full production chain. You're going to be able to build refineries, habitats, shipyards, marketplaces, um, space ports. You'll be able to, to buy ships, build ships, move between asteroids, trade between asteroids, um, build every building that's available in the game. Uh, and I think it's going to be really, really exciting. Um, And and that's effectively the last step. So we're going to do that public test, refine, and then launch. And then we can go back to Harvey's question here
0: about when token or what's the plan in terms of a... uh, Obviously, I know that you're incentivizing it, um, but there'll come a time where it becomes tradable on the open market. Are you planning on just uh, adding that no sort of uh, event, any sort of liquidity? Say, or any launch pad, or any force at all. So
2: that. we're 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 still working on it. Um, what I can say is that at launch, at exploitation launch, um, there have been a few pieces of the Sway initial supply that we have talked about, and that we have, um, you know, talked about how they will be allocated. Those the Sway will be claimable and usable uh, on day one at launch. Um, We've been working on and are, are actually in the process of working on the uh, the direct sway sale piece and how players who maybe don't have an asteroid or don't want one or or never were part of the earlier sales um, that included some sway allocation, uh, how they would get it, um, and that's a pretty active conversation right now. But certainly, um, at the latest, that will be available uh, at launch um, of exploitation. And will then be available to trade on the open market. Although again, Sway's intent is not to be that um, you know that that value accruing governance token type that you see around. It is it is really intended to grow with the community, to try and grow with the um, the player base, uh, and be more of a unit of exchange that you feel a little bit more comfortable actually spending. We get it, utility
0: token. All right, all yeah. right. <laughs> <Yeah. But laughs>
2: I, I think there's, there's a you know, big danger in, in that. And we saw this, of course, with Axie, um, but there's also danger in it being, um, uh, in it having too low of a supply, uh, of val- going up too much in value, and people just not wanting to spend it. Um, and at that point, like we start to cripple the in game economy. I think that's, that's pretty uh, antithetical to our, our goal. Uh, in in really providing a token that's going to help people trade in in the belt.
1: Yeah. And I I just want to add too, it's like, I think, and I use this term loosely, but like the true value for players, like me playing World of Warcraft for many years is your, your character, your items, your, your loot. Um, And in in influence, it's like building your empire, it's your extractors, it's your refineries, it's your asteroids, it's, it's all the stuff. So what you're using Sway for really is, that utility you're, you're spending it to build your empire and and you know the really cool thing i think about these types of games is that you have that ability so naturally to kind of um you know trade sell buy uh your assets so you know if you want to buy more crewmates or more extractors or you want to sell them to others like all that's so natural in and kind of out of game and so you know I think. like Chris, you know, had said earlier, you know, sways that lubricant to allow the the means of, of trade between players. Um, But, but I think the, like the thing here is, you know, all of that's in, in like some into your land and infrastructure. And so, you know, what I'm really excited about is like years from now, maybe seeing like a big headline from the community being like Alliance, such and such like sells like all property and, and blah 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 for such and such price. Like that is really cool. That's a catchy headline. Like someone saying, I sold some sway, like sure, it's gonna happen, but like the the powerful, I think, messaging behind like a utility token is like seeing people being able to like create these these giant at like monstrous empires in game and then seeing how they start to like circulate through the economy. Um, we see it in, in, you know, in our everyday world all the time. You know, we've got commercial real estate on every block that's, you know, either vacant or or rented out. You you hear big companies buy these huge monstrosity, like, pieces of land so they can build their their HQ. Like, all this, I think, is going to happen inside of influence. And that's what I'm most excited about is seeing, like, these alliances form and these empires being built. And solo players, like, really pushing themselves to see, like what they can do. Like, my goal, like, and when we first launched um, the sale of April 2021, I literally tried to find, like, what I would consider the worst asteroid in game. And, like, I just want to see if I can build my tiny little space empire on on this asteroid and just try and survive, essentially. I'm, like, I'm at, like, the worst inclination. Like, I've got, like, I don't want to get into the details of orbital mechanics right now, but, Like, I think that's what I'm most excited about. And all of that, again, kind of leads back to sway because without it, you're in a barter and trade economy. And that's why we don't use seashells or like I have chicken, you have rock, like types of economies now. It's just too difficult. So you need need a token. Mm, Bottle caps,
0: um, like a fallout. Yeah. Gotta love that. Um, but yeah, for anyone who hasn't asked a question yet uh, in the comments, do uh, let us know. Whilst we uh, still have the guys here, um, you guys have got a very strong Discord and a community. Not to uh, not to blow smoke up your ass too much, uh, John Paul, as a head of community. But uh, do you want to speak a bit on the importance of that? On um, how you nurture that? Um, just for anyone wondering on sort of. Uh, how they can expand their reach or or jump in themselves. Yeah, sure. Um, You know, I
1: think there's a few ways to look at community and and there's also like different goals to have uh, at different stages of your project. Um, You know, I think Influence has done a really good job and Chris is included in this community building is that like, we've really pushed the game first. um, and, And I think that's been really important to build kind of a very strong foundation of like core community Um, You know, I think if we had gone forward with what you saw, a lot of different projects, not just games, but just projects in in blockchain in general, being like token hype, 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 like you saw those projects in the middle of the bull market do really well. They got lots of money. But since like how many of them have just disappeared into nothingness, Um, they weren't really building for long term. And so, influence has already always looked at our community as something that we want to foster and and like you know uh, nourish for the long term, and have those people from uh, that start out just curious about the game become like extremely you know hardcore avid players. And you don't really do that if you're just hyping a token or whatever else. And so, I think you know from that, what we've seen, we've already seen a lot of success. Like, sure, our community isn't massive. But, you know, we've already hired our technical game designer from within our community. So, like, we're finding people in our community that are so well fit that we can literally get them into the team on, like, not just a, a basic, you know, maybe a community manager type com- from, uh, um, position, but, like, technical game designer. That's pretty cool. Um, and we're, you know, hoping to keep building that community so that we continue to have people from within the community get hired onto the actual team, and, and that you see alliances form from you know friendships that are made. I think it's all about like putting information that players actually are going to care about, and and try and like do uh, build with them as much as you can. So you know we continue to push information to them regularly in biweekly AMAs. Uh, we showcase like what we're working on. We do these test events that everyone has access to. And, and you know, yeah, it's great to give rewards and things like that. So, like, if you're starting out a community, you know, know that those people are going to have to wait the longest to play your, play your game. And so, you know, reward those people uh, the best you can. But also understand that in, in order to have a community thrive long term, it can't all be about kind of your early supporters. And I think that's also something, a trap that a lot of blockchain projects get get caught up in is that you have this small group of people who purchased assets in the very beginning, and those are the only ones that kind of you you think about from then on. I think you have to be careful. You want to reward people adequately for what they've, they've kind of, you know, uh, participated in, but you also need to create a foundation that anyone can get involved in. And otherwise it just kind of becomes like a click. You know, we've all been in high school before and there were the cool kids. We we don't we don't necessarily want that in our
0: community.
1: So, you know, I think I think that's kind of the, the general summary there, but I'm happy to take more pointed questions if, if you have any.
0: Just stop. Well, that's uh that's everything in the uh, comment section. Thanks so much for, for joining. Uh, Always loved the project always been with the project from uh, uh, I won't say day one but pretty really? well, anyway. Really? Um, <laughs> I'm not sure if I count as an OG maybe just an o or a g but uh, but yeah thanks so much for joining guys uh, for having us everybody very much uh, encourage you to jump into the discord and to follow um you know I think uh, some of the smaller asteroids you can you can pick up I haven't looked at the floor price recently, but I think they're very decent value. Um, And, yeah, if you want a bit of alpha on which ones are the best, orbits, uh, types, um, sort of materials that can be mined, uh, jump in. There's a very extensive wiki, I can tell you that. Um, But, yeah, thanks so much, guys. And, uh, yeah, look forward to following um, and having the last few days of the uh, alpha ongoing. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you. you. Thanks for having us. Nice one.
2: See you later, guys. Yeah. Okay.